0: Hey, everybody, this is Gratitude Unfiltered, and it's 20 hours, whatever the heck that means. Let's get this show started. Oh, yeah. (laughs) What's up, Coral? I don't even know what today is, but... It is time for Gratitude Unfiltered. What's up, everybody? I am your host, Joshua T. Berglund. Some people get annoyed when I use the T, but I don't really care. Um, I'm happy to be here. I'm excited to see you guys. Um, I'm really, really pumped about our guest, my friend, Amanda, but I know her as Smoy, and I'm super stoked that she's coming on the show again. In fact, it's been exactly a year since she came on the show for the first time. But now she's well on her way to winning an Oscar, you know, winning a Grammy, and God knows what else. She's just a brilliant talent. Um, I'm really excited. I'm going to um, read you guys something today that I thought was pretty amazing because I think a lot of us, what's up, Robert? Good to see you, my man. And of course, I want to give a shout out really quick. I, I'm, I'm, out of, I'm out of practice with this. But thank you. TV. I'm so happy to be on this platform. Uh, I Heart Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn, I'm, I'm thankful for you guys too, and of course Facebook Live, radio audience and also TV audience, you can join the conversation. Join my friends like Robert Brooker at facebook.com slash gratitude unfiltered. Uh, the cool thing about this show is we love questions, we love interacting with the audience, we want your questions, we want your comments. Um, and just join in with the guest I mean look it's not every it's not every day that you get somebody that is a very very talented director, uh, an actress, a model uh, she's a PR agent <laughs> she she's a manager she's just one of the most gifted people I know so I'm really really excited uh, to have her on and uh, you got have you guys ask questions but so I want to read this devotional. I love it. Uh, I'm a big fan of Rick from... I almost said Saddle Ranch. <laughs> That's the bar I used to go to. Uh, Saddleback. Saddleback Church. Or is it Saddle Ranch? Saddleback, Saddle Ranch. I, I, yeah, anyway. I'm a big fan of uh, Rick Warren's devotionals, and especially when it comes to vision and also when it comes to talking about fear and stepping into fear. And I've shared on the show a lot about the importance of facing your giants, facing your fears, facing the thing that, you know, your weaknesses. I was in church, um, actually had a really great experience on Sunday, Um, and I'm of course forgetting the name of it because it's one of these world famous churches that all these people go to, but it was in downtown LA. And um, Hillsong, gosh dang. So I went to Hillsong this weekend and just, I had an amazing experience. And, you know, we always talk about pursuing and vision and going for it and all that stuff. But one of the things that we don't talk a lot about is removing things from our lives. And, you know, I, I, I went through that phase where I was just like removing everything from sex to alcohol, to cannabis, to, you know, toxic relationships and so on. And it was very, very monu- It was like a. It, it was amazing what had happened, and the breakthroughs that I had had through that experience, and and of course, you know, it's something that you have to practice every day. It's kind of like surrender, right? It's, it's sometimes it's a moment by moment thing. What's up, Jimmy the Ninja? Good to see you, my man. Uh, Robert and Jimmy, plug your in the in the comments. Do me a favor, plug your websites and your your shows, please, because I. I But surrender is a daily practice sometimes. And sometimes it's like an every 15-minute practice for someone like me. But my devotional today, which is the point now, is it was about fear. I want to read this to you. Face your fears so you can get something done. Fear is at the root of all your indecision. Fear that you'll make a mistake, that you'll fail, that you'll embarrass yourself, that you'll make a commitment you can't keep that somebody will laugh at you or reject you. We've all been there, right? It's always fear that keeps you indecisive. If we don't like to admit that we're afraid, we we don't like to admit that we're afraid, so we make excuses. I can't talk, I'm too young, I'm too old. What's your excuse? God has a dream for your life and he wants to be at the center of your life. You might be saying, I don't have time, I don't have the money. I don't have the experience, I don't have the education, I don't have the resources. If only I were married, if only if I were unmarried, if only I were older, if only I was younger, in another country, in another year, it's fear that's keeping you from making the decision that you know God wants you to make. In the Bible, it says, if you wait for perfect for, I'm sorry, if you wait for perfect conditions, you will never get anything done. Wow, but God has always used imperfect people in imperfect situations to get his will done always if you're waiting for that perfect person to come along they're not coming dadgum if you're waiting for circumstances to be just right or to get over certain things before you really get committed to God it's not going to happen the basic commitments of life must be made in the middle of the stuff of life life goes on what's the antidote for fear faith if God is on our side who could be against us you have to trust your fears to God and start moving despite the problems fears and doubts if God's given you a dream and you know it's his will make the decision and move against the fear then watch the Red Sea open up and the mana is provided and God does a miracle in that relationship in that problem in your finances whatever it is so Yeah, Robert says, any excuse will work if you use it. (laughs) Well, I don't know how much it works, but that's true. Perfect timing for your show tonight. I need a break from what I'm working on. Ah, Heidi, always good to see you. Um, One of your eyebrows is longer than the other. So, Robert, um, (laughs) I don't know if you remember me shaving my eyebrows, but I almost ran into that problem. Tanya, my friend, says, yes, feel the fear and do it anyway. I love that. Um, I don't know where Smoy is. I'm going to check her out real quick. Um, Hey, Tanya, do me a favor and plug your event if you can. Um, Where'd she go? Where'd she go? I don't see her. Smoy, where are you at, my friend? Um, So I want to talk about that. I have made, and I'm not saying this to brag at me, but I think Jennifer's in the same situation where we both have – just jumped with no parachute so much and done it so many times in a little time span. Like how many times, I'd love to hear your comments about this or see your comments about this, but how many of you have taken multiple leaps of faith in a short amount of time where you're just, you're jumping and then you're like, you know what, screw it, I'm gonna jump again and then jump again and jump again and all of a sudden, it's like you've tested your faith 15 different times in a short time span and then you're wondering oh Crap, what do I do? What I would recommend and I want to make the suggestion I made it to Jennifer last night So I don't know if I'm I'm allowed to do what I'm about to do, but I'm gonna do it anyway Jennifer last night, you know, she's spoken all over the world She's been a you know, she's she's been a human. She is a humanitarian. She, She travels all over the world she Um, you know, she's, she's served, uh, she is now, you know, she's taken on a, a a talk show. Um, she's, you know, she's got about 50 different things. She's building a course, she's doing this and that, and it's overwhelming. And one of the things that I've learned for people that are real, like that are visionaries for people that are creatives, people that, you know, are just kind of balls to the wall and they're willing to just jump at anything because they feel led to do it. One of the things that you have to really do, and I want to make the suggestion because I made it to her. And I'm as I'm saying this, I'm going to remind myself of what I need, what I get to do. You, like you, you got to put your energy into something, right? So, say you're chasing your dreams. So, my dream is having a talk show. This is all I want to do, and I'm so blessed right now to be on PSTV, have an opportunity to meet with Intercom Radio. And I don't know if I'm shooting myself in the foot with this, but on Thursday intercom, which is CBS radio is I have an opportunity to meet with them about pitching a show. And that's my dream. But in pursuing this in the 220 something episodes or whatever it is now that I've done of gratitude, unfiltered and morning gratitude, that didn't pay anything. If anything, it costs money. And I've, but at the same time, this is my dream. And like, I want to create, and I want to do this. And I want to do that. And I want to go for it. But you also have to make sure that you can pay your bills. You have to make sure that you can take care of yourself. You can keep a roof over your head. And that's one of the mistakes that we make in pursuing our dreams because people can go all in, right? Well, if you're a creative and you're somebody that's an entrepreneur, you know what? You may get to wait tables or work for, I mean, whatever it may be, you may have to do some odd jobs. And then in your spare time, pursue the thing that you love. And say you have multiple things that you're wanting to do and create in the world. I don't know where S'more is, but that's okay. Um, say you have multiple things that you want to create in the world. So say in Jennifer's case, she wants to be a speaker. She wants to be an actress. She wants to be a talk show host. She wants to be on a sitcom. She wants to serve around the world. I'm sorry, but it, there, you only have so much time in a day. And so what you want to do, and I, want to rec- I would recommend this to one of my clients. I'd recommend it to you. I recommend it to myself. Get to the core of what your passion is. What is it that you love? And if you're seeing resistance in one of your areas, right? So say it's wanting to be a paid speaker, you're wanting to be an author, which that's not really that. To write a book is a big deal, but it's not like it's that hard. You're not going to get that many obstacles because you can self-publish. But the point is, that if you're getting resistance in an area you're like, you know, I want to be a speaker, but I don't really know what my message is. It's probably a good time to go put your energy elsewhere on something else and then come back to the speaking because everything gets to happen in a certain order. You can't do everything all at once. It doesn't work that way. You won't, you will not succeed in your efforts doing that. You may get lucky But the truth is you need to get to the core. Like if you're working a job you don't like, but you have a different passion, you may have to hang on to that job a little bit longer, but then you want to go to the very, very bare roots of what your passion is so that you can go all in. And and, and at that time, and then you'll get the opportunity. One of the biggest struggles that I've had, I'm just going to be straight up with you. When Todd Beats convinced me of doing like starting to do lives. And, then, and, I, and I was like, no one wants to hear what I have to say. And, 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 like, and, I, and he was like, just talk about the struggle. Like talk about what the journey is. You know, trying to survive, and at that time it was Orange County, it was right after I was homeless. And he's like, just talk about it, document it. If anything, you'll be able to look back at your progress. One of the things that I made the mistake of, and I think I've talked about this before, is I'm always swinging. For the fences, like I, I I used to be a home run hitter. Not in baseball, I sucked in baseball, but figuratively in business, always hitting the home run, always getting the big deal, always getting you know, whether in sports, you know, like I, I was great in golf and football and like, but the problem was, as I got older, those home runs became fewer and far between. With, like in real life in baseball, <laughs> and the problem with that, and the reason I'm bringing this up is that. I made the habit of just going for it all I went all in. And then it was at the last minute I was having to rely on miracles just to survive. And that's a great way of testing your faith. And that's a great way of, of like, you know, testing God because God does create miracles, but it's exhausting to do that every single month, every month. It's exhausting. And the habit that I didn't start was, now here's Samoy. Okay, I don't see you Samoy. But the habit that I didn't start, that I should have started, was going for those little base hits. And that meant doing maybe a job while pursuing my dream, doing a job I didn't really want to do. Doing a job, taking a job that maybe, you know, I was overqualified for but swallowing my pride. I was always looking for that C suite job, always looking for that being a president or CEO. Instead, you know, and then what I had to rely on was miracles every month. So, in pursuing your dreams, you know, you may have to do some things on the side or a thing on the side to help you get there. But the thing I want to recommend to you is. You also want to make sure you save time for you to be able to pursue the things that you're called to do, especially those of you who want to be on stage, for those of you that want to be actors, for those of you that you want to be radio host or TV host. It's so so competitive. Everything in life is competitive now. So you may have to do something on the side. You may have to have a side hustle. You may have to have a main hustle and pursue your dream on the side, but... In doing that, you don't want to have a bunch of unnecessary things in your way. You don't want to have, well, I want to be a speaker too and an author too, and a, I want to be a, a, um, a game show host, and I, I'm making stuff up now. And I, oh, I want to be a personal trainer too. And I want to, you, you, you got to eliminate some things in your life. You got to remove some things because you only have so much time and you only have so much energy. And, you know, I, I personally believe in putting God first you know, and then after that, your relationships, but your careers and your passions, you know, I think you should relentlessly pursue them, but you gotta make sure that you're protecting yourself because if you're stressed out, you're stressed out financially, you're stressing out in your home environment because, you know, you don't know how you're gonna make ends meet, it's gonna be really, really challenging for you to be able to pursue your dreams with a clear head. And part of pursuing your dreams with a clear head is making sure you remove the stuff that doesn't need to be there. Um, I'm gonna copy the link and send this to Smoy one more time. I apologize about the delay. Um, Where's everyone from? I'd love to see where you guys are from. Love to see what you, uh... where's everyone at? We have a new audience today, so I'm really, really excited about that. Where are you, Smoy? I'm gonna send you a new link. Um, I don't see you. It says waiting to go live. Click this link one more time because I don't see you. Anyway, so, uh, Heidi said so the past year has been jump after jump, even with my fear. By trying to do it all, it made me fall short in all areas because I ran out of time and did everything my very best. There she is. Now I just focus on the five most important things to do. and there, I love that. That's beautiful, Heidi. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm so excited about this. Anytime I get to have my friends on, I'm super stoked. Um, you know, she's so accomplished. She's done so many. Like in the short time I've known her, I think I've known her for four years now. Golly, time is going by fast. I've known her for four years, and every time I every time I see her, she's she's overcoming something, and you know, she's accomplishing something. She's just inspiring, and and I love it because she's in so many different. She works in entertainment but she works in almost every aspect and she does it so elegantly and I'm so excited to have her. But Amanda, Samoiloff, I call her Samoy, but Amanda is a writer, producer, actor, poet, and runs her own boutique PR firm. Most recently, she screened her first short film, Three Rivers, at the TCL Chinese theaters in Hollywood, California. Wow. She is also in pre-production with two additional films that will be released in 2019. This is a treat. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, my beautiful friend, Smoy Samoyla. What's up?
1: Hi, how's it going?
0: How are you?
1: I'm good, how are you?
0: I'm really good. It's good to see you. Welcome to Gratitude Unfiltered. Um, this yeah. is your first appearance on this show.
1: Yeah, yeah. But,
0: um, I'm, I'm happy to have you back. Just, uh, to be able to interview you and catch up and see what you're up to and you look great. Congratulations on your boyfriend coming back in town.
1: I know, it's, he will be here in three hours.
0: Oh my gosh. So,
1: I know. And for all the people that are watching, my boyfriend lives in England, so I don't see him often. So when I do, I'm very excited. Uh, this has been 10 weeks going, so um, it's not as long as usual, but it's still exciting. So yay.
0: Well, I'm happy for you. And I'm really excited about Three Rivers because I remember when you first started working on the project and now to have it appear at the Chinese Theater, which is an honor beyond honors. But first things first, um, Amanda, what are you grateful for today?
1: Um, I would say my support system. I think Ooh. without it, I um, don't know how easy this reality would be and it's not easy per se but it makes it a lot easier to have these people around you that support you and love you and just constantly are encouraging you and that's from friends to family you know also to my boyfriend but just that that home base is definitely what I'm grateful for
0: (laughs) I love it yeah and you do have a lot of people in your corner so it's 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 truly truly inspiring so I the there's the poetry There's the PR firm. You also (laughs) manage a band that I know of. That's really great. Um, you're an actress, you a director at your core. Is it just the creating that you're, that you're passionate about, or is it, is it one of the other things I just mentioned?
1: Um, I think at my core it's poetry, 100%. Um, that's, what i love the most i think it's a great outlet for me um in ways that like maybe at times i don't really know how to say what i'm feeling so being able to write it down and then that has also created these films because this other this film three rivers is narrated by a poem that i had wrote before the film even came into fruition like it was a therapeutic poem and it ended up turning this one piece of poetry into like a film, so I think it really comes stems from my emotional, um, I guess, well being, and it comes from what I'm feeling at the time, and I think that outlet and that release is my, is my core, it's who I am.
0: So. so, I may be wrong about the timing, but I remember, and I we don't have to go into the business that what happened with the business that you were in that I knew about. Right. That poem was written around that time, was it not?
1: Um. Yeah, it was written right around that time, and so it's. it's so you were going to it. Yeah, but you know what's interesting is that um I had sent out an email for the film, and I there was like a person um through this company that I met, and they're a liquor company, and um, they want to talk about doing some financing for my films. So it ended up I got something out of maybe a horrible situation in the past.
0: No. Yeah.
1: Really? Yeah. So it's kind of like full circle and maybe some karma comes back to me. And, you know, it's like all of that was taken is not being given back. So, you know, who that wins? is
0: <laughs> that makes me really, really happy because I, I, again, <laughs> and I'm not going to, I can't, I'm not going to go into it on here, but I just, I remember that time in your life and I re and I'm just like picturing it in my head, like with all the posts, it's, it's really kind of proof that the blessing really can be in the breaking. It is. Yeah. In the breaking, Cause you it were is. at a breaking point there.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. I was a hundred percent at a breaking point. And it's just, it's wild though, because, um, you know, it, it was really bad and I didn't know if I was ever going to get that back. And so in sense of like some finances and things like that, but now what? Three years late two two three years later, it's, Coming back to me in a different way, so and in a way that I wanted, <laughs> I wanted it to. So it's good, you know. It makes sense.
0: <laughs> I am, I am so happy for you to hear because I was heartbroken when that happened. Yeah. So, what's What's harder, getting started in entertainment or keeping it going in the in the industry? <laughs>
1: I think it's definitely keeping it going because you're going to face so much rejection. I mean, from auditions to people not necessarily liking what you've created and and it can get a little bit disheartening at times. And I think anybody can pretty much start in the entertainment industry, you know, get a resume or get headshots go out for auditions you can self submit and all those things but to stay in it even though you get a loss after a loss after a loss or rejected after rejected after rejected it's all worth it though when you have a big win and it it comes back it's just <laughs> staying in it if you can if you can cut that
0: <laughs> I think and I truly believe what's up penny good to see you what's up Catherine Garza um it's I think it's truly I'm new here, and I remember when I first moved to LA, and I met you and I, and people, and when we were met at Saddle Ranch. Why heard you say that? Earlier. Saddleback. <laughs> That's where we met, and yeah. and so when I was there, and I had a, and like all the people that hung around the bar, all locals, and there's some directors and producers, right? And I was getting asked at that time if I would ever do acting or ever do you know do any of that stuff. I'm like, no, nah, screw you guys. I'm no way. I would never do it. And now I'm like all in. I'm going to yeah. commercial classes. I'm going to coach yes. Mike tomorrow night. And uh, but all, the other that. thing, though, and I'm 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 gearing up for the failure. But the thing that I appreciate about actresses and actors, or even people like you that have created a film, just because you create the film doesn't mean it's going to end up on the screen. Yeah, like people, who, it, it's not that simple. It's very <laughs> hard. I'm right. I'm in a I'm in a film. That may never it's it's made, it's ready to go, it's ready for distribution. But guess what? And it's really good, but that doesn't mean anything. It may never appear. It may it's never so appear. Yeah. But I'm ready to step into it now. I, I'm so practiced up on failing and getting rejected now after living here. I've, I've had so much heartbreak. I'm like, you know what? I'm ready for this world. Bring it.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're like, come on. What, I mean, what what can you lose? I mean, at the end of the day, to be honest with you, I think that it's amazing. I'm so proud of you. That's so great. I think for a lot of people, I think – People should do acting classes. They really should put themselves out there. If they even have an inkling that they want to do it, just go ahead and do it and see how it goes. Because yeah, of course, nothing's certain in life. Obviously, you know, you work really, really hard pre-production, filming, and then post-production. And sometimes that even takes a year from the beginning where you started it, then it's submissions for like festivals or wherever else or distribution. And that could take a year. So Mm. it's not like this quick turnover rate where it's like we're in the music industry. That's a little bit faster when they can, they have something done they can just put it out there. Right. Where it's you have to do a lot of waiting as an actor or a producer or a writer. So you might as well just go for it and just go to do as many projects as possible because some things take three years to get out into the, universe, I guess. So, I, I mean, it's worth it. Just keep going. Just keep doing it.
0: Catherine wants to know, how do you handle rejection?
1: Um, the best way I can say it is that I also have done casting. So I've seen, I've had people audition and they've been remarkable remarkable but they just weren't right because I already knew who was cast as this other person so I was like oh no that guy has blonde hair and um that the lead is a blonde too so I don't really want that so it, it goes into that so I really just say it's not me it's definitely about the casting it probably just wasn't looking right they might have even hated Amanda an Amanda in their life and they're like I don't want to have an Amanda working on my project I mean it goes down to that so I just have to remind myself that just to keep going and it's not they're not rejecting me. They're just I'm not right for the project.
0: That's what I was gonna so that's what I want to ask. I'm so glad that you led into this is one of the questions I wanted to ask you is as somebody that's in casting and you're casting for your film. Yeah. Like how do you go about selecting the people you want? Is it a vision? Is it is it personal? Like what is what is the strategy behind casting a cast?
1: yeah i mean you pretty much have a good idea i mean well for me at least because i do write writing so i'm pretty um knowledgeable about who i'm seeing and envisioning right so you go in and you have a breakdown. You kind of know what you're looking for, but it's surprising though because there's there'll be some people that come in and then the, your whole idea of that that role changes just because they're right. so excellent or they bring something to the table with you know the the lines and all of the script that you didn't really see in that character. So it's kind of a beautiful thing because a lot of times movies grow from the bottom up and there's mm-hmm. like what you envisioned in the beginning becomes completely different by the time you're done with casting and you're on set and locations and stuff like. That that so it really just is the luck of the draw and i think it's just like the universe putting that or that person in there for a reason so
0: i i can speak on that i'm not trying to make this about me but how i ended up in the movie was i used to have long hair and i had a bad got a bad haircut and when i i was asked to come on set just to bring the energy because you know that's what i have
1: you definitely have that i
0: could i could bring the energy um (laughs) but I showed up and I had a shaved head okay. and then all of a sudden I looked mean and scary they were like, well, wait a second. Can you step over there? Can you do a <laughs> pat down? And then I did a really good pat down on the guy and I thank professional wrestling for all of this, by the way. Um, and uh, that in the movie roadhouse I, anyway, um, <laughs> so I, I did it and then they were like, well, Hey, can you come back and do another scene? I'm like, sure. So I came back and did another scene and in the role, it made sense for me to introduce the guy to the crime boss.
1: Right. At
0: first, it was just going to be a handoff, and like, well, that's dumb. So I gave myself a speaking part. <laughs> of
1: course and, you did, guys. Uh, <laughs> I got this.
0: And they kept it. And then that's I was asked. Awesome. And then I was asked to come back. And then they gave me like lines to remember. And that was the best. So yeah, it's it, you just it is really truly like to prove your point. About what you're saying is like it can all change and it could be as simple as a haircut or like, what you know what, I actually like blondes today, so you're going to go over there. I mean, it could be anything, right?
1: Right. No, 100%. I mean, there's so many times where people are even extras on a movie and they'll look at like the director sees the person like, dude, that person looks great. Can you speak? Yeah, you do good. All right, we'll put them in this role. You know, it's it's wild. It's really just putting yourself out there. It really is. Showing up and doing that. And that's amazing. That's so cool for you.
0: <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I, and I, you know, and the, and the rejection for everything. I mean, I just, I sympathize with actors and actresses. And after being in this town for, you know, a little bit longer and being around people and overhearing what it's like for the people that are going through and whether they, You know, they feel it's discrimination or they feel like, you know, I've got I've been typecast. I mean, I've heard so many different things that I have never personally experienced other than being rejected. And it's tough. It's really it's a tough town on women, especially. But, you know, you hear heartbreak all over the place and and just going down, you know, driving down Sunset Boulevard is the prime example where you get to see everything from the glitz and the glamour to the great scum. And it's a reminder of everything that's possible in like, it's heaven and hell both. Right. It's a beautiful chaos.
1: Yeah. There's like, yeah, there's possibilities of failing miserably and also succeeding wonderfully. But yeah, I mean, but that's also another reason why I create my own stuff too, because I know my vision and I can play that role. And so it's like, if you can't, if you're not getting cast in certain things, create it yourself. I mean, yeah, it's a lot of work, but
0: so talk about that, because I, I love that the most. For, mm-hmm. And for me, like I want to own my content. I want to own my message. I never want right. to be told what I can and cannot say. Right. Um, for you as a creative, like you are, I don't even know really what to call you other than a creative, because anyone that has the resume that you have, the experience, and the expertise, and all the different fields of entertainment that you do, it, it does make sense where you can just take the ball and run. Do you go into that with the mentality of like, all right, I'm all in. No one's going to screw with me. I'm, I'm, I'm going for it. And also with the expectation of, yeah, this could take a little bit longer than it, you know than I really want it to, but it's worth it. Like, what is your mentality going into that?
1: Um, well, first, it's like, you know, I really have things I want to say. So I think at the end of the, that situation, it's like I really write something that's impactful or something that's really true to my heart or something. And it's a lot of experiences that I've actually dealt with. It's never, right. it's from me and my history. So I go in writing first. And I think after that, it's of course, it's like, okay, now we have to get the whole team together, you know, and there's like, and these are like non-union stuff. So it's like, there's not that big of budget. So to get people to work for you that aren't going to be paid that much it's a hard thing to do. Um, So once you get the team together, though, I I like to like have them do some of the work because I try to do too much on three rivers. So this next two films, I'm definitely delegating more to the people (laughs) because it was like going to war and I was so exhausted by the end of it. Um, But yeah, I think it's, it's about a team a team and I think it's about people all really caring about the script and really caring about the message that's gonna be sent. And I think if you get a good amount of people on it and supportive of it, you're you're sitting really nicely. And you get to control it. You get to control like what's said. You get to control locations. You're not just like a mule, I guess, and just being placed everywhere. You get to have that creative license. So right. that's what I did.
0: So as a director is explain the importance of this is probably just the the, maybe the dumbest or most obvious question ever, but describe like what it takes as a leader, like as a director, like what type of leadership style is a director?
1: Like um, a it it's just about respect. So I think when you respect the people around you and mm-hmm. respect yourself and respect your vision and everybody's on that page, I think that's what it, really where it comes from. It comes from a very humble and respectful place, but also somebody that knows what they're doing and people can trust you. So coming in, being on time, making sure everything that you're doing is right and you're, you're moving quickly. Um, I think caring about your actors. I think caring about your environment, surroundings. It's just all really about respect. It really comes down to that. And I think it's just... Mm-hmm. The more respectful you are, the more people on set are going to be happy and you want a happy cast and you want a happy crew and you want people to be excited about it. Not be going to work and being like, oh, this director's a nightmare because <laughs> it happens. But that's how I feel it.
0: So how do you go about enrolling people into your vision?
1: Well, I've, it's first sending the script. Oh. Right. And then meeting and seeing if they like it. And a lot of times they do. And then going from there, I've a lot of things have happened where I found like the director first or maybe a producer, and then they know somebody. So it's really about this network base that everyone's like, oh, I know somebody who can do the AD. And then that AD is like, well, I always work with this script, you know, supervisor. So it really starts to become a, like a web once you start getting one or two people at a time for in my case, other people right. do like full castings of that, but you know, even for crew. So,
0: <laughs> so there's a lot of people that are watching and listening on the, all the different platforms that are entrepreneurs. They, they create content. Some of them may be actors, but they're definitely in business. And one of the things that really people struggle with is sometimes finding inspiration, but for a creative when you don't have inspiration or you don't have um, – when you're just kind of like blood, uh-huh. that can be a very lonely, scary, terrifying thing because that's really how you make your living. Right. So in that case, when all creativity has been sapped from you, what do you do? Like what what, what source do you go to to whether replenish the creativity or what's your process in regaining that that momentum and that, that you know, just – bedazzle for creativity
1: um what i do i really like to either go to the beach you know and sit on the like by the ocean and listen to music and or like go hiking because once my mind is shut off because it's doing the body, you know working my body and i'm not just sitting there it goes into hyper focus mode and i feel really creative i could be like on a like an hour hike and listening to songs just like on random and like literally things come to me. So if I'm ever like in that drought kind of a situation, that's what I do. That's the best way I can get it.
0: (laughs) So what are you listening to right now?
1: What am I listening to?
0: (laughs) You've an eclectic taste of music. So
1: yeah, I forget what the name is, but I can't look on my phone, but I'm listening to this new artist. I forget. I'll have to tell you later. I'll okay, put it in the comments below later, <laughs> he's brand new and I'm like obsessed with him. Otherwise, I'm like listening to Selena Gomez or something.
0: <laughs> I need to find some new music, bad. Um, yeah, so what is what do you love? Like, it, it, when it really comes down to directing, uh-huh. what is it that you love about it?
1: Well. Because I write the stuff, then I get to have a creative, you know, license to like make sure that it goes the way it's written. Because a lot of times writers aren't directors for that very purpose, because they get so married to their sentiments and their ideas of what they wrote. So um, being able to do like co-directing, since I don't do full directing, I'll do co-directing. Mm-hmm. Um, I get to still have, you know, <laughs> what I had thought and planned <laughs> come to the screen, you know, <laughs> right.
0: I love that. So, Catherine, another great question. She says, do actors try to change up the scripts at times?
1: Um, Well, not. They shouldn't. (laughs) But they definitely um, can. Yeah, I think sometimes um, sentences or um, ways that people respond come organically in a script and like mm. even in three rivers um Michael and I had a like a full scene that wasn't even written and then it went into the film just because we were you know we were really connected and it went well and so we we're like okay that works let's try that and it, it went it went well so um in the sense of how I run and operate things it's a lot better than maybe um Martin Scorsese <laughs> I don't think that they're going to be letting you uh rewrite anything <laughs>
0: I, yeah, so basically what I the story I shared at the very beginning of me giving myself speaking lines. Yeah. That's not allowed. Like it it just I knew everybody I was so comfortable I just like I'm going to do it. But right. that's typically not allowed. So no. you that have acting dreams. Yeah.
1: Don't, do, don't that. do it! Don't do it! Don't do it! I mean, unless it's like, I mean, obvious, yeah, like non-union stuff or like if it's like friends or people like that, maybe that's okay. But if if you're hired onto a big production with like Warner Brothers or Paramount Studios, I would highly recommend that you don't try to change any scripts. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's yeah, that's my pro- th- this is my problem with jobs and everything else. Is I get there and I'm like, I can do this better.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <me> too, <laughs> and horrible. Right,
0: right or wrong, that's what I believe. So, yeah.
1: hey,
0: so girl. I again, you're someone I that has always. In, I mean, I've known you now. It's going on four years. Yeah, it, it's wild. It's just blown my mind, and it's gone by so I fast. Know. And I and I've watched you evolve. I've watched you grow. I've watched you just become a woman. And and that's a compliment, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not, a, not that roar was not a scary woman. That was that was Katy Perry. Hear me roar. I got you. Um, I
1: figured. You're like I've seen you go crazy, though.
0: No, not yet. Uh, you haven't shaved your head and gone after anybody yet since I've seen. But not I. Not yet. But you inspire me. Like you're somebody that truly, truly, truly inspires me. Like I admire you. I look up to you. I love the work you do, whether it's in PR. Whether your your film, your acting, your poetry—like you're just so talented. Thank but you. what area in your life now are you itching to explore?
1: Um, I think it's more like probably doing a feature film, um, mm-hmm. like by myself, because right now it's like short film mm-hmm. that I've done. So like maybe getting the the gusto, I guess, to put that to paper and put that to work. But I think really all it is is just to write and to create, to create more and just to keep doing it because now I'm buzzing. It was so awesome being at the, you know, Chinese theater and to have, see my friends and families watch me on the big screen. And, um, it was just really nice to see something that took so long to do and all the people that were involved in it, even the people I had like a funding account, like the people that funded certain part of the project, just to see all of that come to fruition is just so rewarding. And it just gave me so much adrenaline and excitement and it's, I just see yeah, it. I just, it, I beat for it. So it's, that's, that's where I'm at. I just want to keep doing it and keep creating and, and, also be a part of other people's projects as well if I'm inspired by it, but
0: sure, you know, well, and so going back to the point of you have a PR agency, you yeah. manage a band or two, you are a poet, you <laughs> direct and you write. How do you block schedule your day? Like, How are you planning your day to stay productive, to be able to stay in a creative flow, and then also to be able, when you're not having that, those creative moments, be able to protect and honor yourself? Like, How do you structure your days?
1: Um, my days are, are all—it's all PR when I first wake up till pretty much like four or five. I mean, I mm. work for my clients really, really hard, and I have to be on the phone to a lot of, you know, radios or uh, blogs or magazines or whatever else that publicity-wise. So the daytime is the most important and vital for my all of my um, clients. So it really starts with that, um, uh, you know, and then once I get that time that's done like about four o'clock then i'll like shift gears into possibly writing um i I'll do a lot of writing on the weekends mm-hmm. if i don't do like pr stuff unless they have events or something that i have to go to I do that um otherwise that's where i do it and then as far as creating an making a movie. That's a lot of scheduling and a lot of meetings. And luckily for me, um, I have my own PR boutique firm and I work remotely. So if I have to take a two hour meeting during the day, I don't have to leave work. I'm from sure. on my phone. So I just would be like, Hey, listen, I'm not going to be available, blah, blah, blah. So really it's a scattered thing. Um, but I try to keep, you know, as organized as possible, <laughs> but that's really where I do it. <laughs>
0: So Darian, what's up Darian, good to see you. Darian wants to know, have you had any pressure that many others have dealt with as far as being a pawn to get higher up? I mean, asked to do things that go against what you believe. Wow, good question.
1: As far no. as like acting and all that. Yeah, um,
0: I'm sure she's meaning in the terms of entertainment, yeah.
1: in entertainment. Um, I have a really great agency. Uh, I, and, um, like talent agents, um, which Mm -hmm. they're very protective, so they know what I want, will, and won't do. So like, as far as like nudity, no, um, as far as, you know, doing anything that would be uncomfortable for me, that's definitely in contracts and signs. And so you're really, really, really protected. And I have a really amazing agent. I think, you know, her Carmi green is
0: my agent. I think,
1: you know, her.
0: Carmi's an agent. Yes. Oh, I'm going to call I need. I need an agent. <laughs>
1: yes. I
0: get that agent now. <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, so she's really wonderful. So, the, so yeah, as far as anybody um, t- taking advantage or doing anything mm-hmm. hor- horrible to me, no, not yet. And no, I didn't have to do anything to get higher. Um, but unfortunately, that's not for most. Uh, a lot of yeah. people have had to do that, and I feel so bad. And obviously, I hope that, that the whole community entertainment industry stops that um and that everyone's protected and
0: yeah it, it's gone on for so long i was looking at the history of you know with i guess me too still is around but right i, I read a lot of articles and started looking into the research and the history of hollywood it's a culture oh yeah it, it's not like it just started happening it's it's part of the dna yeah which is really messed up really but, It's part of the culture. And so it's going to be really uncomfortable for a while. Yeah. until things settle. And yeah, there's going to be, there's going to be some false accusations. There's going to be some people that are looking to get revenge. There's, uh, she says, thank you, worried for my daughter. Um, So I want to actually, I want to expand on this because I do know Darian. I know Darian's heart. And what have you done? Is it, is it really about having your agent and your agency, the people around you, be the one to protect you, or is it up to you to make that stand by saying, "I'm not going to allow this"? Like, I'm not going to, you know, well, I'm not going to sleep my way to the top. I'm not going to do those things. I'm not like, what is it? What advice could you give to her daughter? Yeah, for her going into the industry.
1: Well, that's well, that's. It. I mean, I think it's really important to have an agent or an agency mm-hmm. behind you, and I know that that's hard. It can be difficult. But the thing is, before you even get on set, all the terms are already um, discussed. And if anything is to happen, you do call your agent and they'll be like, "Okay, this is what's going on. So they're the ones organizing how much money is going to be paid. They keep um, an eye out on you not working too long or in weird places. They're very, very protective and they know what's going on. And of course, I can protect myself, but it also feels really nice to have a, you know, You know, an agency that is behind you and protecting your funds, and also protecting you as a human being. Um, And that's why it's so um, important to have agent. Um, I I know it's harder in the beginning, but otherwise, just be really careful about who you're working with. Always vet anybody. So if it's non-union stuff, to really research, really research. um, You know who the directors are what they are you can google all of this stuff you can find out if they're legit if there's any problems there's yeah. things online all the time and i just think that it's always really important to do your homework if you don't have an agency to do it for you um so, so you are fully prepared and um protecting yourself so
0: last business style question for someone that's what's the e what is the best way to go about finding an agent
1: um You, well, you want to get a show reel together. So, I mean, there are certain um, places that will actually film a few scenes for you um, and it costs some money, but then they put like a reel together and then put a resume together. And then it's just about contacting them and saying, Hey, this is what's, you know, I have got going on. I'm looking for an agency. Um, if you go on to IMDB pro, you can look at every single agency, um, in Hollywood or all over the world. Um, so they'll go from the very top, obviously like, you know, like CAA, um, and then they'll go all the way down. So if you're someone new, you can go to the kind of near the bottom and see which agencies are, um, you know, maybe smaller and be more willing to bring on non-union um, talent and things like that. Um, but it really is about just putting yourself out there. Uh, also, there's talent showcases, like agent showcases, where you go and perform in front of a bunch of agents, and hopefully they'll pick you up there. You're doing that?
0: I'm yeah. doing it next week.
1: Oh, that's awesome.
0: I'm, I, yeah, I'm doing it. Um, actually, Jennifer and I both are. And
1: that's awesome, oh, that's yeah. cute. You guys doing it together,
0: yeah. It's um, I'm excited about it because it's, I, I, again, I, I never thought I would do it ever. I think, but it was more of an insecurity, but now it's something I genuinely want to do, yeah. Um, to ha- I'm, I live in LA, I might as well, yeah, <laughs> so
1: might as well. And you're awesome, and you're so charismatic, so I'm I can only imagine you having much success with it, so
0: I just. I, the opportunity to do radio and, and and have that morph into a talk show and I mean even with this being on PSTV now and streaming, yeah, like that is, that's a blessing and it's a step and it's just it's just a, it's amazing to me how as a child we can get these daydreams or that just like what the heck is that that doesn't make sense like I'm never gonna do talk radio I'm never gonna act I'm never gonna and then oh wait. <laughs>
1: I know you're like Yeah.
0: I wanna know, I wanna know though, for you, like when you were a child, what did you daydream about being?
1: An actress. I used to like accept my Oscar, like when I was like three, like or four, like in my mirror at night. Like that was like I was like, thank you. And I used to like come up with like scenarios and like act them out. (laughs) So it's always been 100% 100% a dream of mine. So it's interesting that you say that now, though, because it just made me, like, really go think about that little girl. And it was such a big win on Thursday that I didn't even think to think about her and what she would be thinking right now, you know? Wow, because it's getting closer. I awesome. cr- I have
0: chills right now. I mean, <laughs> honestly, I have chills. I am still <laughs> thinking about – see, my dream yeah. is to host the Oscars.
1: I'm like, oh, my God. could you imagine if you were I don't night? even
0: really watch movies. I want to host the Oscars, and so I just started going. If I get to introduce you on stage as you're getting your Oscar, I may lose my mind. <laughs> I
1: think we would both. I think we both start crying or something.
0: <laughs> I, I I may cry now just thinking about it. I <laughs> I just I listen. I you're one of you're a rare talent, and you like I just. You know, I'm 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 one of your <laughs> biggest fans. I mean, I'm blessed to call you a friend, but like, I truly, truly believe in you. And like, when I promoted the show today, and I said, future Oscar and Grammy winner. I don't know what I you're going to win a Grammy for, but Grammy you never know. Hey,
1: you're you
0: you 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 know what? Uh, you know who's going to win a freaking Grammy is uh the guy from The Hangover with Lady Gaga. That song. Oh,
1: I, I know Bradley Cooper. I mean, yeah,
0: it's- that dude's gonna win. I know. His first song. So you're gonna do something like that.
1: Yes. It's gonna you know? be amazing. I'm so glad that you have such big ideas for me, but that's awesome. I'm
0: so I'm planting excited. those seeds. I, I I believe in you. I just know. Hey, listen, again, and I everyone that I've ever recommended you to, you know, whether it was PR or management, you've always come through. You've always done an amazing job. Like I would there's no one on the planet that would recommend more. But it's just crazy knowing that your gift as a director, as a writer, it's, it's just amazing. So if people want to go see your writing, yes. I know I put this, this information in comments, but if people want to see your writing, see your poetry, where can they go?
1: Um, I actually have just started like an Instagram for my poetry. So it's like nice. at S-M-O-Y period poetry. Amazing. So, oh, I saw so that I could, on Instagram. I could put the other stuff in there too. And then also okay. three rivers I put up on YouTube so people can watch it if they want. Nice. <laughs> so I can always just answer, put that in the comments.
0: Well, Amanda Smoy, you, uh, I'm so happy for your success. And as you know, anything I can do to support you ever count me in.
1: Uh, likewise. So likewise.
0: do you have anything, do you have anything that you want to get off your chest before we go?
1: Um, no, I'm just, you know, it's always so nice talking with you. I love being on your show. You're amazing. And I'm really excited that you're going down this journey as well, because now we can trade war stories. (laughs) Um, So it'll be awesome. And I'm so excited. So if you need help with anything as far as going forward, because I know this is a new path, um, I'm here for you with any questions you have, I will completely answer it and I can do whatever I can to help you along this path as well. Um, but other than that, everything's good. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, I appreciate you and enjoy seeing your boyfriend. Yes. Uh, I hope to meet him someday. But yes. again, really, really excited for you. Congratulations on your success. And uh, I cannot wait to see what you do next.
1: Uh-huh. Thank you so much, Josh. <laughs> All right.
0: Thank Amanda, you. everybody. Goodbye. Thank see
1: you.
0: She's freaking amazing. Uh, yeah. So you guys, she's going to pl- plug her stuff in the comments. so You guys check her out. Uh, again, Smoy, she's one of the most talented people, t- most gifted people I know, um, and extremely hardworking. I mean, I, again, I've known her for, it's almost five years. And I've seen the ups and downs and this, 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 this toughness, this resiliency, this relentless pursuit of her dreams. And it inspires me. And, you know, we get to, like, we all have dreams. We all have things that we want to accomplish. And we all have moments where we feel stuck. And we feel like, you know, maybe there's no way out. Or we feel like, oh, God, I'm never going to get through this. You know, it's okay to seek inspiration. I mean, I, look, I'm, and, and sometimes you got to do everything you can. Like sometimes I, I listen to sermons about, about every different type of walk you can imagine. But some days, like, I, I want to go deep. And some days I want to get in the wormhole. Sometimes I want to be hit over the face. But you know what? Honestly, sometimes I need fluff. And sometimes I just, you know, I need to kind of be babied back to, to some kind of sanity. And I think that that's okay. I don't think that we need to beat ourselves up for how we're feeling in that moment. You know, we don't want to get stuck in it. I think we want to be present with our emotions and be present with that crappy feeling. But I really, really believe that things happen for us, not to us. And she, she talked about a moment. And we didn't go into the details out of respect to the situation because there's a lot of people involved that could possibly get hurt. Not as much as she got hurt, but she, in that opportunity, it could have been a, like a career-ending thing. It could have like just completely – she could have lost everything. And she found the opportunity. She found the way to use the travesty, the tragedy, the just getting screwed over. I mean, got screwed over royally. And she found a way to use it. And it's just looking at her now. It's just inspiring to me. So thank you guys so much for joining the show. Again, thank you so much, PSTV, um, for streaming the show. I, I'm really, really excited to be a, about being a part of this network. And then iHeartRadio and TuneIn and Stitcher. Thank you guys. But Facebook Live, I love you guys. Thank you so much. Um, again, check the comments uh, for Smoy's uh, Three Rivers it's terrific she's just you'll see what i mean when you see it but thank you guys god bless i appreciate your support if you haven't shared the video please share the video like it tell a friend and um yeah god bless take care Bye bye